This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all for joining us today. And Sid is right. We have a very exciting and powerful guest that you're going to be hearing today. He is the founding president of Bridal Glory International and senior leader of Ascend Church. Now, he travels extensively throughout the world, releasing the glory of God and impartation that is definitely accompanied by a sharp prophetic edge. He also brings great emphasis and depth to hearing the voice of God through dreams, visions, signs, and wonders. So please welcome to Messianic Vision today, Brian Guerin. Hi, Brian. Hi, Donna. Such an honor to be with you guys. Well, so nice to have you here with us. And wow, what a topic we're going to be talking about today. I know that this is so true. I read this and it's so true. The seven spirits of God is a topic that for a lot of people, maybe even most people, that it seems a little bit shrouded in mystery. But you, the way you teach this and the way you bring it forth, Brian, you just make it nice and clear for us. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I would say, grown over the years as I've walked with Jesus. And I definitely don't claim to have it all figured out. As you said, it's definitely mysterious. But I do believe the Bible's clear in some areas. And it is something the Lord is wanting us to lean more into in this hour. Well, and this is something that I found very exciting, and this is what you teach, and you say that the seven spirits of God are available, and they're ready for us to come alongside them and partner with them, and that includes everybody. Are you saying like all the listeners, for me, for the audio engineer, everybody that's here, is that for everybody, Brian? Oh, yeah, I believe 100%. You know, the Bible's really clear. It says that God's no respecter of persons. And and I believe the Lord intends for all of us to walk in the fullness of what Jesus modeled, you know. So I, I definitely believe the seven spirits of God in and through a people is actually God's, one of his highest goals for us all to walk in, yes. Mm-hmm. And you, you made this statement, there is a shaking that leads to an awakening and is is that why you think that it's so vital that we know this now during this time yeah i think that's one of the many things you know god's doing in this hour as i believe you know we can all obviously see within the earth a great shaking that i believe god's using to his advantage to awaken the church awaken his bride and one of the main um you know topics i believe you see in scripture is is that the very seven spirits of God that I believe Jesus walked in fully. And once he finds a company that would do just that, I believe we'll find a, you know, a bride that will be just about ready for his return and and see an awakening that will sustain until his return. Yes, yes. Well, I want to go back, give a little bit of background for those that do not know you and will probably look you up after they hear this. (laughs) But I know you were raised in a Christian home, but you kind of went the other direction, rebelled for several years, but came to the Lord when you were in college. And you've had some amazing things happen since you came to the Lord. Tell me the story about the Falcon. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I became a believer at the age of 20 in um, 1998, and shortly thereafter got called to Bible college, and it was really profound two years that then led to the experience you're talking about in late 04. And I had just gotten out of Bible college, you know, a few years prior, was um, really seeking the Lord. And leading up to that, it began to really be clear to me that I just needed an encounter with God, mm -hmm. you know, a bona fide encounter with God. You know, I know this isn't everybody's experience, but this was my process. And I began to see Moses, you know, he was a mere shepherd. And then he runs into a burning bush and all of a sudden he becomes deliverer of all of Israel. Wow. Yes. Yes. He Gideon, you know, seemingly a coward, scared of the Midianites. He runs into an angel, has an encounter in Judges chapter six. And now all of a sudden he's leading God's people. And so as in this season that led up to the Falcon, I began to cry out to God. I, I realized I had not yet had an encounter quite like this that altered my, my destiny. So I began to pursue the Lord and, and uh, I felt like the Lord, you know, uh, called me to go up to a conference in Dallas where there was a lot of profound anointed ministers, many that have been on your guys' show. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and so I thought it was it's kind of a funny story because I thought for sure it was going to happen like when one of these powerful men or women of God laid hands on me, you know, something like this. And, right. And, but actually, it was four days of straight meetings, very powerful I do believe an impartation transpired within the meetings, but when I left from Dallas, Texas, I was driving actually back to Houston at the time. This was late 04. And mind you, before this, the prophetic, as far as dreams, visions, the seer realm was totally turned off. I had no grid for it. I came out of an Assemblies of God, Bible college. We knew like praying in tongues and, you know, and it was awesome and still do, but I didn't know a lot of the prophetic. And uh, so I'm driving back from Dallas in between Houston about midday, and I'm, I'm praying in the spirit, just worshiping the Lord. And um, honestly, I'm a little bit discouraged because I thought some type of encounter that I was seeking was going to happen in the meetings. Right. And um, sure enough, I look down for a second. I look up, and this massive falcon swoops down out of the sky. I'm on the flat lands of Texas out in the middle of nowhere. I'm in a full-size SUV. And it swoops down at the windshield, spreads its wings fully. It fully covered the windshield. It actually scared me and looked me in the eyes. I can still see it to this day. It pierced me in the eyes, almost like it was, it, it meant to do it. It was very intentional. It wasn't like an accident. I, it, I thought it was going to come through the windshield. So I swerved to miss it and got back on the road. And, and it just had that spiritual sober sense to it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like that was not just an accident. It just had the spiritual connection. I didn't know what it was, but I just felt like that had something to do with it, with God. And um, about a half hour later, I'm still on the interstate and I still can't talk because I'm just like, what was that? What yeah, was exactly. Happening? Yeah. And I just go to simply think the thought to God. Uh, what was that about? And before I even finished that thought, I'm now passing an 18 wheeler with all of the, uh, tire covers on the back that have these eagles with full spread wings staring at me. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, I, I, I can't, you know, explain it all. But all I know is ever since that experience within a couple of nights or so, I begin to have these very vivid, clear dreams. And I'd be in prayer and see visions and, and foresee futuristic events. I've, you know, since then connected the dots with the Falcon, the most 
significant attribute about them is the their ability to see with very keen eyesight you mm-hmm. know and so that, that seer realm opened up and dreams it's funny the bomber college i went to i wanted to be like smith wigglesworth this great evangelist you know and he tricked me with this encounter i really feel <laughs> more more in the prophetic now and stuff but it, it's really fun so <laughs> i think you're right i think you were set up by god on that one with a big old falcon that just swoops down and covers your windshield and stares you right in the eye i can't <laughs> even i can't even imagine that but but thankfully God had encountered you then, and you said at that point is when you started experiencing the supernatural in the seer realm and in dreams and visions. This is something that that I love about what you teach, Brian. You said encounters impart things, and when something has been imparted to you, then you can impart to others. And I'm, I'm just wondering... You know what? Let's take this moment and pray for those that are listening, that are saying, you know, Lord, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for my encounter. Can we do that right now? Of course. It's so good. Yeah. So right where you're at, just listening all across the the world in your home, maybe you're just in a cafe listening. um, Why don't you receive by faith? The Bible says very clearly in, in Joel that in the last days, the Lord will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh mm. and will dream dreams, see visions, and prophesy. So right now, I pray for a mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. Yes. Receive an infilling of the Spirit. I thank you, God, for eyes to see right now, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Dreams and visions begin to unlock and increase in each and everyone's lives all for your glory, and most importantly, that we may intimately know you more in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Amen to that. Well, I am so excited to dig in to this teaching on the seven spirits of God, and not just teaching, because I've heard teaching on this before, but Brian, it appears to me as I study it and I read it that this is revelation that God is is saying now, now, Now it's time to partner. It's time to partner. So let's let's start that. You say that it's actually vital that the church, the believers, experience the seven spirits. Yeah, I believe so. You know, we, we see clearly in Scripture that Jesus walked in the fullness of the seven spirits of God. And I believe likewise, he's desiring us as the church and his bride to, um, you know, reflect the same and walk in the spirits of God. And we, we know it's available in scripture. Mm-hmm. Very key, I think it's going to become more vital even as these days culminate leading unto his return. So uh, let me ask you this, as believers, as the church, what are some of the things that we need to know that we must be aware of? Yeah, I would say regarding the seven spirits of God that you see, you, you can see them in Isaiah 11 verse two, I would say, um, mostly the, the most clear as far as the depictions and, and um, you know, reflections of the spirit. And you see the spirit of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, might. To me, one of the most important, the fear of the Lord. Mm. And what this does, is, if you begin to look at it from a broad view, it brings revelation and power. You see a spirit of might, but at the same instance, understanding, knowledge, wisdom. And I believe it brings such a full balance in um, number one for us to walk intimately with the Lord, but then to fulfill his will in the earth. 
um, basically the two greatest, you know, the commandments, the first and second commandment. So um, it's super vital in this hour. Yes, yes. And I know from reading this that you are teaching people, you know, what what are the seven spirits of God? Yes, we've named them, we know them, but what are they? What are their purposes and why do we need them? And isn't that what everybody is asking? God, in this hour, what do I need and why do I need it? You know, I, I would love to hear about, and I know this was a while back, but so, so vital leading into today. In 2006, way back then, you had a dream that was just astounding to me. Yeah, so in 2006, as, as many people know, it actually was the 100-year anniversary of the Azusa Street Revival um, that was founded by William Seymour, who surprisingly, um, you know, was a hero of mine. I learned about him in Bible college, you know, amidst many other generals that I so love and honor. And right around the date of even the birthing of the Azusa Street Revival, 100 years later, uh, many people were holding conferences and crying out for revival as a hundred year anniversary um, i went into a dream where i actually saw william seymour in the prime of his life you could see the gray in his beard and, and i was startled i began to to see him down this um, somewhat hallway and he began to say two phrases to me this is where i began to learn more about the seven spirits of god and how vital i believe they are for again number one knowing god but then housing his purposes in the earth which mm -hmm. we know in this connection be awakening habitation a move of god leading unto his return and the azusa street revival went for some three years we all know in recorded history but it it diminished and fizzled out and faded as many moves do um, in recorded history so he looks at me and he was very distraught i'll never forget how just unsatisfied and distraught he was the look on his face he was shaking his head and he said these two phrases he said had i only known and the next phrase was i was just confused and right as he said those two phrases he turns to an ancient slot machine um after the dream i, I realized it was from their day like an antique like 100 years old mm -hmm. from their hour and day and he pulls the lever on it where you'd normally see fruit and numbers turning on the three dials. And they did just that, the fruit, the numbers were turning. And as they begin to slow, they almost stopped on all three sevens. And I knew in my spirit, that's what they were about to stop on. And right before they stopped, I came out of the dream, except now that same emotional state William Seymour was in was on me. I could feel it. I was very distraught. And so, disrupted and unsatisfied that I did not see the fullness of the triple sevens, you know, come into fruition. Yes. And I couldn't shake this emotion. It was almost like it was supernaturally overimposed onto me. And so I asked the Holy Spirit right then. I said, Lord, what is this? Like, what is going on? And thank the Lord, the Holy Spirit revealed to me right away. He said, you were looking into their day and they were very close to seeing the fullness of the seven spirits of God. Uh, many people know uh, the number three, three times represents the spirit. And the three sevens was in representation of the seven spirits. Mm -hmm. And it almost stopped in his day, meaning they were close, but they did not see it in their hour. Yet your generation will see it. 
Oh, wow. Will you say that again? <laughs> that yeah, so, I mean, because this was a powerful revival and a powerful move, but they didn't quite sustain it. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that was one of the reasons it, it diminished after three years. But yeah, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And this is how that emotion supernaturally lifted off of me from the dream. Right when he spoke, he said, you were looking into their hour, their day. That's why the ancient machine was like an antique. And, and they were so close to seeing the fullness of the seven spirits, but they did not see it. Your generation will. Wow. And, and you know, you'll see a company that walks in the fullness of the seven spirits. And right when the spirit spoke that to me, the distraught emotions he had lifted and great joy and excitement and expectation came. Yes. And so I, I began to really dig in and learned a lot from those two phrases he mentioned out of the seven spirits that I think are really, really key in this hour. Mm -hmm. And the two that he was missing as he as he delivered that message to you, had I only known and I was confused by that, you knew what was missing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Because the had I only known, I believe clearly speaks of the lack of the spirit of knowledge that we mentioned earlier from Isaiah 11 two, which oh, and then I was just confused is when you don't when you're confused you don't understand it's the lack of the spirit of understanding and what's really key i'm sure we'll get into more as we continue but when you you look at isaiah 11 2 a lot of these spirits really in scripture it means the breath it's it's offshoots of the spirit of god you know and and that they're coupled together and so i think that's really key to know as well because it just so happens that the spirit of knowledge in isaiah Chapter 11, 2 is coupled together with the fear of the Lord. And I believe when one is missing, it it offsets and it, it puts into place an imbalance on the other. And uh, I think this is really important because you even see it in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you see them even connected there. And so I believe when you're missing one, like knowledge, or two, like understanding, if we're not careful, they, they imbalance and offset the others, which is, is not healthy, you know, not God's highest. For yes, us. yes, yes. And and are you saying that during this time in our generation, as this time has passed and, and, and in this time that we're coming to this awakening, that all seven spirits are available for us to be partnered with? For sure. I believe 100 percent. Wow. And that, that's going to make a huge difference. Let's fast forward about 14 years, Brian. And in 2020, something else happened that kind of that kind of was like a completion of this dream that, that gave you more insight. What, what happened then? Yeah. So um, this would have been 2020, uh, actually Christmas Eve, which to me, I, I wouldn't have honestly even expected a you know, super spiritual experience. This night was very normal. You know, uh, I was hanging out with my family. It was Christmas Eve. We were eating and things like this. And and I go to sleep and I was awakened early in the morning at 3.24 a.m. to this the hand of the Lord knocking very abruptly. I could actually see it mm. uh, in, in the spiritual state, like the, the knuckles on a membrane of, of the spirit realm, I believe, knocking very abruptly. And it startled me. It awakened me. So even the nature of the experience had an awakening yes. 
sensation to it. It awakened me abruptly. It was not subtle. You know, it was very, very abrupt at 324. And there was so much there because I believe also that was prophetic for like, Lord, why Christmas Eve? And I believe it was, you know, it's the Eve before what we celebrate as his birthday. We know, we know that's not the literal birthday that, that we know of in history, but prophetically and figuratively. And I believe he was saying this experience, he, he triggered it on the eve of his first coming because he was, it was prophetic for what he's trying to come across leading unto his second and final coming. If that makes sense, I hope I didn't go too fast. But yes, on, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. so um, with his first coming that we represent as Christmas Day, I believe he was knocking again for his second and final coming. And with the 324, um, what I began to, you know, get out of it, my revelation was you see in Revelation chapter three, verses two through four, you have the church of Sardis that once again, the Lord comes as he who has the seven spirits of God. And I, I love how the new living translation depicts this, this passage, because sure enough, he says, wake up. It's in the context, again, of, of awakening connected to the seven spirits of God. And you, you think you, you, know, you, you have a reputation of being alive, but you're actually dead. And the, the knocking is clearly Revelation 3.20 at the same time where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I'll come in to him and dine with him. And the church of Laodicea, we all know, is a seventh church age. They also carry a figurative you know parallel with the, the last hour church and but they're similar they're the only other church that are that's similar to the church of sardis in that they also think they have it going on but they don't <laughs> <laughs> church of sardis is jesus is like look you think you're alive but i'm telling you you're dead wake up church of laodicea same thing he says you think you're rich you're in need of nothing but you're poor wretched blind and naked and I, I know that can be sometimes hard, but I, I almost have come to appreciate that more with the Lord's truth and his goodness and his love that he's trying to turn us around and wake us up. Yes, yes, And prepare yes. us for his return. And so I believe he's He's saying that in this hour, the seven spirits of God helping to culminate this completion of his bride, making uh, making ourselves ready for his return. Right, right. My goodness, let me take just a second here and let everyone that's listening know <laughs> about this amazing package that you have put together for them. This is a resource package that you can get for yourself, your family, your church library, your study group. It will be amazing as you dig into this. I love that word, awakening. <laughs> Just, I love it. But Brian, you have prepared, you have your brand new book that's called The Seven Spirits of God. Plus, you have a brand new and exclusive, which everyone knows that that means that you can only get this here. So be sure to get it. A brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series called Partnering with the Seven Spirits of God. And Brian, honestly, what I love so much about this, I love to learn about something, but I also want to know how can I get involved? How can I do it? How is that going to be a part of my life? How can I partner with what's going on and what I've been learning? So I appreciate that so much. So as always, Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you all know how you can get this powerful package by Brian Guerin. So be sure 
and listen for that. Okay, here's something that if, if people have listened to Sid for a very long time, you know, he's a Jewish believer, Messianic Jew. What, Brian, does the menorah and the seven spirits have in common? How does that connect? Yeah, I believe there it's a beautiful picture um, that you can almost put in place or overlap with the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11, where we know we have the main stem, the center base stem that would represent the Holy Spirit, and out these, these six branches that shoot off from that main stem. Obviously, this blueprint was given to Moses and to complete the seven flames. You know, I love that even in Revelation, it says there's seven flames that burn before the throne of God, I believe, even governs through these spirits, even governs through the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and counsel and might. And, and so the menorah, I believe, helps with the center stem of the Holy Spirit that rested upon the Lord, and then the coupled off together of knowledge and fear of the Lord and counsel and might in understanding and wisdom. And, and so um, even a, a hidden, you know, revelation, I believe you see in Scripture is these almond uh, these almond buds on the original menorah that also speak of awakening, you know, and, and watching for an awakening when you do a word study on that. And so I believe the menorah is a beautiful, typically when I do this teaching, I'll use a physical one to give yes. a visual, you know. Yes, so. yes. Well, what about what about the oil? To me, you have been teaching about what that represents. And to me, that is extremely vital for every believer. Yeah, I, I feel like in this hour, you even see, uh, you, you can see it clearly in Matthew 25 with the, the parable of the 10 virgins. And I, I believe this is actually, again, um, connecting to just the time and how crucial it is in this hour that, um, you know, I believe the body of Christ is excited and preparing for the Lord's return. But you see, it's the only parable I can find that connects the kingdom of God to the last hour. Mm, yes. Uh, because in Matthew 24, as we all know, that's one of the most paramount passages of in, in regards to the end times that Jesus says. You know, he, he gives a great infrastructure for the end times in Matthew 24. And then right after that, he jumps to Matthew 25 and says, at that time, or some versions say, then the mm. kingdom of heaven will be like this meaning he was talking about the last hour and, and then he connects he says at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like this there'll be 10 virgins all in pursuit of the bridegroom leading unto the wedding feast and you see where the five foolish they all have lamps they're all virgins set apart they're all on one mission to find the bridegroom but the only thing that differentiated the five foolish from the five wise was the excess oil or lack thereof. Hmm. And I think it's really key. I, I believe it's really on the Lord's heart right now in this hour that that oil you mentioned, which I believe also, you know, indirectly keeps these seven spirits not only available, but burning in our life, but the oil of intimacy, our pursuit of the Lord and keeping our lamps burning bright. You see it still in Matthew 25, where it says they went out to meet the bridegroom and took their lamps with them, which spoke of it being a dark hour. Mm -hmm. And we know very clearly in Isaiah 60, it says darkness, you know, will increase deep darkness, the people, but the glory of the Lord is going to shine very bright upon his, his church. 
And I believe as darkness increases as well, though, we must keep our lamps lit through intimately falling in love with Jesus, spending time with him. You know, um, Matthew 6, going into our closet, shutting the door behind us, uh, diving deep into the word of God, loving Jesus like never before. And so you see, uh, sure enough, it says the bridegroom came in Matthew 25 at the midnight hour, which speaks of the darkest hour. Yes. In the fullest versions, they their lamps had run out and they did not have excess oil, whereas the wise versions did, and they were able to enter in with the Lord. Well, likewise with the menorah, I believe you can you can apply it the same, the oil that keeps those flames lit. Yes. I believe is the oil of intimacy in this hour that's really, really key. And I believe going to set us up in a better posture to walk in the fullness of the seven spirits of God, you know, like like never before. So when you say intimacy, that speaks of, are we talking about here, we're talking about relationship, the spending of time, as you said, going into that place and that secret place where you can, it can just be you and, and the Lord. Yeah, 100%. You see in Psalm 91, and we know Moses wrote that psalm, it says, you know, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So yeah, that that first and great commandment of loving the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. We saw Jesus doing this constantly. In Mark chapter 1, it says he got up well before the sun and went a, a stone throw away from the disciples to be with the Father. Um, you know, in Matthew 6, he tells us to go into our closet, shut the door behind us. And um, Hebrews is real clear. It says he's a re- rewarder of those who diligently seek mm. him. Yes, yes. Um, oh, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. I love it. It says, the day you seek me with all your heart, that's the day you'll find me. And so, yeah, intimacy, basically loving God with all of our heart, seeking him in this hour. Matthew six thirty three. you know, that we'd seek the kingdom first and his righteousness. And, and that's how all things are added. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, you have stated, oh, I just love this phrase, you have stated the year 2020, you believe, was that shaking for the awakening. So you believe it's coming, don't you? Yeah, I really do. Um, I believe it's definitely preparing us. I honestly believe it's, it's happening probably not quite like we would think or hope it to be, but it's God's brilliant design of I believe we're even being awakened to now you know I travel and preach all over and and I believe you can see the church starting to waken up mm-hmm. you know would our first choice want to be through means of shaking no but but sometimes you know that that actually helps in awakening us so I believe yeah we're we're praying for a last hour move for sure an awakening of God like we've never seen a harvest miracles signs and wonders an outpouring of the spirit that I believe will find a company to sustain. Um, but also I believe indirectly the bride of Christ is being awakened through the shakening and you, you could see it really begin to shift in 2020 like never before. You know, well, one of the uh, wonderful things that I feel like about your teaching is that it's it's very practical in your how-tos and the things that we need to do in partnering with these seven spirits of God. And one of the things, oh man, you couldn't get more simple than this and I love it so much, Brian. You said when you're in the presence of the Lord and when you're in that secret place, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and ask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think far too often, uh, you know, um, I've done this plenty, 
but I feel like we overcomplicate it sometimes and we forget sometimes the very fundamental yet powerful elementary truths of scripture where it says clearly if you, um, you, you have not because you ask not. And, and even Jesus says, look, ask and it shall be given unto you. And so I think sometimes we, we forget, we almost get too deep for our own good, if that makes sense. And in prayer, we forget to ask. And quite often you would see Jesus do this. He would on purpose. He, he knew he was God. He knew their problem, but he would ask them what they wanted because he was trying to get them to ask him. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, um, spiritual principle of, of asking. Sure, sure. And that that's simple, but I know you go into teaching us and instructing us in the actual how-tos of how to do that and mm-hmm. how to actually partner with the seven spirits of God. I want to talk about just a couple of them before we run out of time here. I know you go into great detail, and it's just fascinating to me. We were talking about the spirit of knowledge and, and how you, you felt like God told you the last generation that was missing but in your generation, we are going to see this. Now, the spirit of knowledge, I know, is one that, that you definitely say is vital. And we talked about the CRM a little bit earlier, that it's for everybody. How does that help us to open up the spirit of knowledge? The CRM? Yes. Yeah, I would say, um, it, well, first and foremost, I love to teach the spirit of knowledge most importantly to be used to actually know God. Mm. I know a lot of times we think of it in a horizontal way for knowledge here in the earth, but I believe the spirit of knowledge is placed upon us first and foremost to use God's supernatural knowledge by the spirit to know him. Because you can see it in Philippians three, that Paul says, everything I counted all as garbage next to intimately knowing you to, to know Christ Jesus, my Lord. And from that, the knowledge applied in the horizontal mm-hmm. uh, great commission and the goal of the gospel. But I believe the seal realm is really key because it, it unlocks, you know, what we are intended to walk in. Uh, you see um, all of all throughout scripture, old through the New Testament, dreams and visions and even prophetic pictures and the seal realm uh, used in such a key fashion. You even see in Acts chapter 10 where the Holy Spirit would have never gotten to the Gentiles had Peter not went into a vision. That's right. It was the seer realm. You know, a sheet came down three times and filled with unclean animals to him. And obviously the revelation turned out to be the Gentiles needed the Holy Spirit as well. And so I believe the seer realms um, really plays a huge part in it. And I think, I think going to increase in this last hour upon those that are hungry and asking for it. You see in Joel 2, the last days that we're obviously in, but I think it's going to increase, of uh, dreams, which is a seeing realm, visions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prophecy. Yes. And, and one of the, yeah, one of the interesting things that Jesus highlights with the Church of Laodicea that we touched on earlier from Revelation 3 is having uh, anointing your eyes that you may see. So, yeah, the seer realms, very important. Yes, yes. I love that. And let's let's go here, the spirit of understanding. Yes. Yeah, so the spirit of understanding, I believe, is very, very important. All of them are, of course, you know, but I think this was one from that William Seymour dream that they apparently lacked in that in that day and age. And I believe as the days increase, we know very clearly in Scripture that a deception will be at an all time high. And if we aren't careful, 
if we don't have the spirit of understanding, I believe we can um, be, be deceived. You know, you see in Matthew 24, where Jesus is beginning to talk about the end times and his very first statement to set the context for the end times is take heed lest you be deceived. Oh. And you can even t- see where scripture says, even the elect would be deceived if it were possible. And, and we know deep darkness will cover the earth, the people in Isaiah 60, as I mentioned earlier, Matthew 25, the, the virgins are walking in a dark hour and the bridegroom comes at midnight which is the darkest hour and it's really interesting right there where the foolish virgins virgins did not have enough oil they went to buy oil came back knocked on the door that was already shut at the wedding feast and the lord when he says i do not know you that word no he used right there is to know by seeing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a dark hour. And so the spirit of understanding, I believe, keeps us in such a uh, realm of clarity and truth, no matter how dark the times are, no, no matter how how much of a you know, realm of deception is being loosed into the earth. A spirit of understanding keeps us in truth and, and clarity, I believe. Yes, yes. Wow. And my goodness, nobody likes to be deceived. And yeah. we know, of course, as you have pointed out, so many times that is one of the number one attacks from the enemy the deception and we are not going to be deceived because we are going to partner with the spirit of understanding wow this one brian tell me about the spirit of the fear of the lord yeah i love this i believe this is probably to me at least from what i see in scripture and really been feeling a pull on it from the lord is is one of the ones he's so emphasizing in this hour I, and i love what you see in isaiah 11 2 that i know we've been highlighting a lot in this podcast but you you see the description of the various attributes of the spirit of god wisdom knowledge understanding the fear of the lord and right in verse 3 it actually talks about the lord and it, it says his delight was in the fear of the lord Now, Brian, I know that you are partnering with the spirits of God here, the seven spirits of God, and I I know that you actually have been alerted at times by the spirit for things that the enemy is trying to deceive our society and our culture in. I, I believe it was in 2011, I was taken into an experience where I, I saw an actual a blue demonic figure, very large and strong, uh, may have been a principality. I honestly don't know. He was just very massive and and powerful. And he he began to reach down and open up a gate that I believe was prophetic for one of the gates of, of hell, you know. And, and he opens this gate and looses all these blue snakes into the earth. Mm. And as he did, he, he let out this very uh, wicked laugh and and I came out of the experience and the Lord began to show me that typically for the good, when we interpret dreams and visions, the color blue speaks of revelation. But in this context, it was a demonic revelation, meaning doctrines of demons or deception being loosed into the earth. Cause you know, snakes speak of deception. Yes. Yes. With the split tongue. And, and I knew right then in 2011, there was going to be a, a loosening of, Uh, demonic doctrines or they would come across and seem like revelation but they were actually from the demonic realm loosed into the earth 
And sure, sure enough, right around that time, the hyper grace movement mm. really took off again. I, I know it's been around, um, but it really took on a, a new, um, just popular move around then and a uh, couple together with people teaching there's no hell things like this they're just not biblical and um yeah i believe you know it's funny one of our um, instructors actually the president of our old bible college i went to used to say that's one of the problems with deception is when you're deceived you don't know what you're deceived wow that's true you, just, you have no idea and and that's what's so beautiful about the spirit of understanding it, it pulls you it breaks that off of you it pulls mm, you off mm, mm. deception that can sometimes come in, in such a potent way for for the enemy's purposes sure and just for just in case the the listeners may not know what the hyper grace movement is yeah. that particular and we and we see it a lot um you know in theology and doctrines but what that is is it's telling you that <laughs> unlike what Brian has been telling you about how important your intimacy is in your relationship with God it's basically you know what everything goes as long as you're like um, feeling good about yourself you know grace covers everything and you don't have to worry about intimacy and relationship and and holiness yeah. and that kind of thing wow what a deception Brian yeah yeah it really is and we know actually the true grace of God you can't you can't begin to even explain it's you know it's literally so hyper but we, we only <laughs> use that term because yeah just as you mentioned it's it gets a bit sloppy you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. true grace produces purity and holiness and, and um, well my you know. goodness and what you said about uh it, it, when you're really in deception you don't know you're in deception because if you think about that that phrase hyper grace you may go oh wow that's got to be amazing but anyway <laughs> <laughs> wow that that was quite an alert that that god showed you on that yeah yeah wow okay well before we go we have to talk about this one the spirit of the fear of the lord yeah, really excited about the fear of the Lord and praying for it. I feel like we've even entered into a couple of meetings where it began to, to you know, step into our, our midst. And, and boy, I tell you, I didn't even want to touch the microphone. It, it's, it's really something. But I, I see it in Scripture all over. I believe it's one of the most vital aspects of the Spirit, or the seven spirits, if you will, that we're talking about that really needs to be brought back into the church and in our individual lives. And one thing I love that you see in Isaiah chapter 11, verse two, uh, right after it in verse three that we were talking about, you see the description of the seven spirits in Isaiah 11, two counsel, might, you know, wisdom, knowledge, understanding the fear of the Lord. And then it goes out of its way to emphasize in verse three how Jesus's delight was actually in the fear of the Lord. Mm. So Jesus delights in the fear of the Lord. You see an angel in the book of Revelation that comes right before, I believe, one of the most powerful moves in the last hour of a harvest and mighty uh, signs and wonders and healings. And the first declaration out of the angel's mouth is fear God. You see in the book of Acts, time and time again, when the fear of the Lord would come upon the people, that the the supernatural manifestation of God's power and signs and wonders through the apostle would increase Yes. time and time again. So um, I mentioned it earlier, Proverbs 1, 7, you know, it says the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And um, I love Hebrews 5, 7, it says, that Jesus prayed prayers with loud cries and tears 
but his prayers actually were heard because of his reverence or fear or awe, mm. the fear of the Lord that he, he walked in. And so, um, yeah, I believe this is really vital in this last hour uh, that we walk in the fear of the Lord, that we, um, you know, see the fullness of his presence manifest once again amidst his people. And here is a wonderful example of you actually partnering with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You had a dream. Yeah, I believe with, with that one, the um, basically the fear of the Lord, what I was trying to emphasize, was stronger than the fear of the the enemy, how he'll come often. One of his greatest you know, um, weapons is fear to us, but when the fear of the Lord is is stronger in and through us, then we have nothing to fear. So, yeah, but I, I did have another dream recently, I believe it was really powerful, where I could see um, God emphasizing from Malachi 3, where those that feared the Lord were talking amongst themselves. He, he leans in and writes a book about them, a book of remembrance about those that fear the Lord. And I believe he's doing that again just now, looking into the earth for a company that will fear him again out of reverence and awe, and so much so that a book will be written about them. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that sounds exciting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I, I hear this sometimes, and I'm thinking, wow, really? They're going to write a book about me? And I, you know what? <laughs> After reading this material, I want it to be said in my book that I was partnered with the seven spirits of God. Wow. So good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, let me tell you one more time about this powerful resource package that Brian has prepared. It's his brand new book called The Seven Spirits of God, plus his brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series called Partnering with the Seven Spirits of God. And as I said before, yes, I love learning about these things, but I want to know how does that affect me? How do I get involved? How can I partner? So Brian's going to have three CDs that he's going to be teaching you how you can partner with the seven spirits of God and what that means. Brian, we are coming to the end of our time here. It's been so great to have you. But if, if you can take this last couple of minutes here and just wrap this up for everyone, what are some of the things that we need to know as we, as we take this last couple of minutes? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, obviously you see in Scripture where Jesus walked in the fullness of the seven spirits of God, and the Bible goes out of its way to actually in detail mention them of how they rested upon him in Isaiah chapter 11 2 and he's now longing for us his bride to reflect the same and even as I mentioned earlier he comes to the church of Sardis and says look I'm Jesus he who has the seven spirits of God wake up meaning you know I'm the remedy how I come to you is, is what you need upon your own life and and um so I believe when any of these are void, it's really hard to, number one, intimately know the Lord in his fullness, but then walk out destiny at, at the highest level and fulfill the promises of God. So when we find a company that are walking in the seven spirits of God like Jesus did, I believe you'll see a company that are reflecting his likeness like never before, his will, his power, his purposes. And I'm so really excited. I pray we would all lean in like never before to all that God has for us in and through the seven spirits. Yes, yes. Well, I would love for you to pray for our listeners, if you would, before we leave here, sir, and we would appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'd be honored to love all that you guys are doing. It's such an honor to be on with you. So, God, I just thank you for each and every one. Right now, I 
pray. Um, why don't you just lift your hands up there at home or wherever you're at. Receive the Spirit. Receive by faith. God, I thank you right now for a supernatural impartation of the Spirit of God. Pray for a fresh baptism. I thank you for the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, counsel, might, knowledge. I pray for the fear of the Lord to consume us god i thank you for your tangible presence right now i pray even that you begin to touch bodies and work miracles heal bodies yes. god in the name of jesus i pray you'd open eyes both physically but spiritually as we prayed earlier god i pray for an increase of dreams and visions yes prophetic pictures that we'd fall more in love with you today than ever before and in be on track for your purpose and promise. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your ministry. And I want to thank you all for listening today, for tuning in with us. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you exactly how you can get Brian Guerin's brand new book, The Seven Spirits of God, and his audio teaching series, Partnering with the Seven Spirits of God. Sid? To most believers, the seven spirits of God is a topic shrouded in mystery, yet with clear language and strong biblical foundation, Brian Guerin brings much-needed insight and clarification to this end-time explosion of God's presence. In Brian's brand-new book, The Seven Spirits of God, you'll get answers to what are the seven spirits? What are their purposes? And why is it so important for me to partner with them in these end times? Order now to get Brian's brand new book, The Seven Spirits of God, plus this brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, Partnering with the Seven Spirits of God for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. And this is so exciting. On the third CD, you will get an impartation, an activation of the seer gifting. Uh, this, this is something just supernatural that Brian has this gift to do. Now, to order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447. 2697. Or just go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9811. Once again, that's offer number 9811. The Messianic Vision Podcast is moving. Look for us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for Messianic Vision and looking for the logo of Messianic Vision. Stay up to date with our latest episodes coming soon just for you. We've created a brand new podcast called Treasures from Heaven with host Kelsey O'Malley. When you listen to Treasures from Heaven, you will experience the awe and power of being in God's presence. God has so much in store, yet don't want to miss a thing.